high def camera on my girlfriend Katie. She thinks there's something in the house. I don't know. You believe me, right? I think we're gonna have a very interesting time capturing whatever paranormal phenomena is occurring or is not occurring. Windows are locked, doors are locked, the alarm is on. Footsteps in, but there's no footsteps out. Oh, God. Oh, my God. If you do try to play games with it, that's inviting it in. Jeez, it looks like something big you. It's not the house, it's me. You cannot run from this, it will follow you. That is, uh, yeah. Hey, 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 welcome back. Howdy, howdy ho. All right. We are covering the 2007, seven? nine, oh. 2009. It was made in 07. It was released yeah. in 09, I think. Yeah. I, I, I remember 2007, so. Yeah. Um, I think it's, I just want to double check that before we even remotely start talking about this because. I don't want someone screaming. No, it wasn't that. No, you're getting it totally wrong. Paranormal Activity. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Paranormal Activity is a 2007. Yeah. So yeah. it was made in 2007, but let's see when it was released. So it w- it premiered October 14th, 2007 at Scream Fest. And yeah. then it, and then it opened nationwide September 25th, 2009. Yeah. Yeah. I remember reading that. So almost two years later. So Scream Fest was probably just, you know... A movie festival. Yeah, just a movie festival, probably looking for distributors, stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, then 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 it came out. Um, yeah, this is, uh, this is definitely that trailer we just watched, which if you want to watch it on YouTube and see the visuals, you just type in Paranormal Activity trailer. And, it has like 30 million views. Yep. Um, it says uh, one of the reviews is Paranormal Activity is one of the scariest movies of all time, and I 100% agree. It's in my top five scariest movies yeah. I've ever seen. I I have a great appreciation for this movie. It was the first time for me seeing it. Yeah. Yeah, I have a great appreciation because I feel like a lot – because I'm not very big into, like, paranormal activity horror. Like, paranormal activity in terms of the subgenre of horror. Mm-hmm. That's It's probably – one of my least favorite because like I can't I don't like the conjuring, which is a hot take for me. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm not that big on it either. Yeah, but like it's one of the most like like acclaimed horror like when you say what's your favorite horror movie, a lot of people like or Yeah, yeah. A lot of people say that. Yeah. Insidious. Yeah. Shit like that. Yeah. Well, I can I can kind of fuck with insidious. But I this one just really hits different. This one really, really hits different. Well, because I think why it hits different is because, you know, it's it's the whole ghost thing is, well, I mean, if you take any kind of subgenre, like, can you imagine if The Shining, which I think is one of the greatest horror films, and that's, you know, that's arguably a ghost movie. Uh, yeah. Can, can you imagine if that was found footage? It- it's more of a haunted, yes. Yeah, so, uh, no, like, like you know what I mean. Like, can you imagine if that was a found footage? I think you take anything in the horror genre and you put a found footage take on it. It's automatically scarier by default. Now, whether or not the the producers, the filmmakers, writers, all that stuff, actors, if they can make it realistic, and that's the problem with a lot of found footage movies. They yes. seem too polished. They seem too as above, so below. Po- Post productiony. That's. That's one of my, like, when you say bad found footage, that's my go-to yeah. as opposed to below. Yeah, Paranormal Activity doesn't have that. It's it, it feels like a home movie. Oh, absolutely. It's so 2007, it reeks of it. Yeah, 
And we'll talk a lot about fun facts. I know a couple off the top of my head. One is I'm 95% positive this is the director's house. Really? Yeah. Uh, I have to IMDb that. But yep. keep talking I'm, while I do. I'm pretty sure this is... Well, here, we just go to the production. Oh. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, he chose to shoot the picture with a home video camera in deciding on more raw and stationary format. Yeah, I'm not seeing it right off the top of my head. Shot out of sequence. Off the top of my head, what am I saying? Off the top of this article. Um, I'm I'm telling you, I believe this is his actual house. Uh, I don't know. I, I, the only fun fact I know is that there are different endings, and that's because you told me that a while ago. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not seeing okay. it, and we don't want to just keep going. Um, uh, uh, uh. Um, so if you want to look it up, yeah, I'll you do can it. do that really quickly, and I'll state some fun facts okay. here. So but, this, it, no, oh. just look. <laughs> yeah. Basically, what we're dealing with here is we're dealing with a 86-minute runtime depending on, I guess, what take you're watching, because there's multiple endings. Uh, it was made for $15,000, and then it says post-production $215,000. So I think oh. $15,000 to film it, and then once uh, it's Paramount, I think that, yeah, Paramount, once Paramount got a hold of it, they were like, all right, here, we'll give you $215,000 to, to do stuff with it. And I think a lot, a lot of that $215,000 is toward the end of the movie, because the end of the movie is the only thing that's sort of hollywoodish with the throwing the body at the camera and then she comes up to it and her face morphs and shit that's the only thing i don't like about this movie is the ending because the whole movie is so believable that all of a sudden in the end of the movie she's looking at the camera and and right before she lunges at it her face morphs into i guess the demon itself i don't like that shit this movie has multiple endings. I don't know how I watched it, but I do remember my niece, who you've met, Christy, when this movie... I have movie... not met her, thank you very much. Oh, so you weren't here for Christmas when she was... No, she was gone by the time we got back, remember? Oh, that's right. You didn't meet her. Wow. Oh, thank you. Uh, so anyways, when you do meet her, <laughs> uh, she... <laughs> right when this... What, what, what? Uh, yes. Uh, it, it was the director's house. The entire movie was filmed in... Orin Pally own home his own home yes yes uh when this movie came out 2009 i remember the first time i watched it was not in theaters i watched it on a i think it was a bootleg dvd that she had gotten a hold of (laughs) but it didn't have this ending it had the original ending one of the original endings in my opinion the the best ending and if you're not familiar with it basically what it is is uh it plays out similarly to where Katie gets up. She, uh, this podcast is going to be all over the place, everybody. Yeah. She gets up. She looks at Mika. She does her, you know, rocking back and forth while the, the little ticker at the bottom. Yeah, that's, the, that's so scary. That's the scary part to me. One of the scary parts. Well, to me. what's scary to me is how did they accomplish that? Did they actually just film it? Mm, no. How, like, how did they accomplish that? <laughs> I, I think what they're doing, like, I think it was filmed, like, say if it took place over hours, I feel like it was taking place over, like, not that long. Like, if it was three hours, probably, like, 20 minutes. But it's not sped up to the same duration that, like, the, the time is sped up. So, like, if the timer is, like, expedited, like, four times, the footage we're seeing is probably, like, one point okay. something times. Good point. Um... So she does that. She does her rocking. Then she goes downstairs, right? And then she screams, which is horrifying. And then Mika gets up, runs downstairs. He, We hear a, a tussle and everything. He's killed. And then she comes up the stairs very similarly. And instead of his body being thrown at the camera, she just enters the room, gets down on her, uh, on her butt, you know, in like a rocking position right up against the bed. And she just rocks there. She just rocks, and the 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 timer does its thing again, where she's just rocking, and then it gets to morning. I think it's like midday that day. It stops. We hear a phone ring. Hi, this is Mika and Katie. Uh, leave your message, and then it's one of their friends going, "Hey, like we haven't, uh, like we didn't hear from you this morning, like we said we would, or something like that. We're just checking in on you, uh, yada yada yada." It does again. It forwards again. I think to the next day. She's still just rocking. Ugh. And then, uh, you know, obviously friends get worried, yada, yada, yada. They haven't heard from them. They send police over. The police knock on the door. 
Uh, they enter, they see Mika's body. Obviously, we're not seeing any of this because it's a stationary <laughs> camera. We hear the the police come up the stairs. Uh, that's when, quote unquote, the demon leaves her body because then she gets up and she doesn't know anything. Like she's completely clueless. Yeah, as, I remember. I remember this now. As to what's happening. And then the the police are in the doorway and they're like, and they see the blood on her. So they're like, ma'am, ma'am, stay back, stay back. And she just kind of like goes at them because she doesn't, she's, she's clueless. She doesn't know what's going on. And they shoot her dead and she's killed. And that's how it ends. Very mm-hmm. non-Hollywood. Very just because that leaves no room for sequels. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, at least with Katie. See, the thing with this ending that we got is... Katie continues on into paranormal activity too. She does. Yes, uh, I was. I, that was going to be my question. Have you seen the sequels? Of course, yeah, yeah. I've I've seen all of them except for the most new one, most newest one, uh, next of kin. I haven't seen that one. I really want to see that. Um, are they? Are the sequels any good? So, it in my opinion, it goes uh, one, two, and three are actually pretty solid. It's a pretty solid trilogy. Uh, four is absolute trash. Five is not even a, like a sequel. It's more of like an its own standalone thing, and only at the end does it even remotely tie in. Ugh. But it's really good. The marked ones, it's called the what the sixth one. I think it's called uh, the the ghost dimension. <laughs> that one is shit as well. Four and six are terrible. And I from what I've heard, the seventh film, Next of Kin, also pulled a like a marked ones. It has nothing to do with. The franchise itself. It just has the name. It just stuck the name on there. And it deals with Amish people. So Amish I am people. so intrigued. I, I want to. Oh, my God. You a love found, Amish people. A found footage Amish movie. That doesn't oh even make God. any sense. That doesn't even make any sense. She's like a documentary filmmaker going to an Amish community. Yeah. It they don't sense. even like. But they don't even like that. Uh, well, we don't know how she gets in there. I was going to say. I don't know what the reason is. Like, have you not seen uh, Breaking Amish? They don't like that. Breaking they- Amish. Yeah, do you, the TLC show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is what the original ending is, in case anyone didn't know. There's also another one where she kills Miko, comes up the stairs, she has a knife in her hand, she just walks up to the camera and then slits her throat uh, and dies. Wonderful. And that's very kind of like, eh, all right, that's kind of dumb. Anticlimactic. Yeah, that's anticlimactic. And as far as I know, that those are the only three I've ever seen. Um, yeah. I don't know if there's any more. Uh, I think I just saw that. I, I, I just read three somewhere. I just read three somewhere. Mm, yeah. So it's really cool because this movie is, it was a sleeper hit, obviously. It was, like I said, it was made for 15000 Uh Paramount gave it another 215000 for, uh, I guess, post-production. Or another 200000 It says two fifteen. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, is it on top of the 15 already? Or maybe yeah, another 200,000. I don't know. Either way, it made 193.4 million, which I th- I'm pretty sure that means it's a success. Yeah. Um, maybe. It's a success. Um, maybe. The Hollywood Reporter estimated the film made up net profit of 78 million. Well, so 78 you know, million made, for, made on a budget of 15,000. Just a little bit. Just some pocket change. 15,000, and it made a net profit of 78 million. Packaging. That's nutty. That's like that's nuts. Um, so it's definitely a huge success, and it led to it a big franchise. And yeah, um, but this is the OG. This is it's for me. It's this and the Blair Witch Project are the two greatest found footage movies. I uh, you're wrong. You're wrong. What you're what ups as above so no. Below? I said that's the worst. What um creep the one and two them. Combine. Wait, the worst is no. Blair Witch? No. I said the worst is As Above, So Below. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I said that that's like when you're talking about worst found footage and you're talking about camp, like super Hollywood-ish, that, that's that movie. No, well, here's my fighting argument against Creep I because I actually really enjoyed Creep as well. I think the thing that makes it not the greatest or one of the greatest is the fact that it has a Hollywood actor in it, Mark Duplass. I know him. Yeah, he is okay. He is a recognizable face. I've okay. seen him before in one of my all-time favorite movies, Safety Not Guaranteed. It's 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 an actor in a in a found footage movie, Paranormal Activity. I I had never seen these people before, and I still haven't seen them in anything else. Blair Witch right. Project. I still haven't seen those people in anything else. So okay. for me, it adds to the. This isn't Hollywood. This is just 
a movie that some person found and now I'm seeing it edited together. Okay. That's my one argument against Creep. You, have you seen the second one too? I think I started it, but I didn't finish it now. Oh, you're awful. No, those... we'll, we'll marathon those because oh. yeah, like I want to because I, I like I have to They're be so good. I have to see it again. Oh, those are so like we have to do like like those that I'm tying them together because it's very hard for me to separate them. They are definitely in my top ten like favorite horror movies of all time. Okay, like I don't know, they just like really resonate with me, and it's because it combines my two like. I am not knocking Blair Witch or Paranormal Activity at all. I love them both in their own rights, but I'm putting Creep above both of them just because it is human. Like, you're not dealing with anything paranormal. It's the reality. Like, that's what makes Creep scary to me is that, like, it's very hard for me. That's why I don't really like paranormal stuff because it's so not rooted in reality correct so it's kind of like eh with like monster movies it's like that's so far out of reality but at least i can get a little like kick out of you know makeup costumes what have you paranormal activity is just kind of like and i keep having to reiterate i'm not talking about the movie i'm talking about the subgenre paranormal activity subgenre yeah yeah it's very you know i like i can go to sleep at night or, ma- or, or maybe to make it less confusing, say supernatural. Supernatural. There we go. Like supernatural movies, you know, I, they just don't scare me, really. I could go to sleep at night. This one scared you. Uh, Yeah, I kind of did. But this like, one scared you. It did because it was very, there's no score. No, there's no score. No, none. So the silence is very on edge. Mm-hmm. But what I'm, what my point is that creep terrifies me because it shows the horrors that humans could present yeah yeah and it could so happen it can so happen like that's not too far out of reality like supernatural stuff is yeah yeah no and and i wouldn't be surprised if after we marathon those we do a a boner here um if you're new to the podcast hi welcome i call bonus episodes boners (laughs) Um, so without getting too far off track, even though we'll do that from time to time, I'm Um, looking at it right here. It does say it's the most profitable film ever made based on return on investment. Oh, that, and considering that's a horror and not like a, you know, like a blockbuster or what have you, that's impressive because horror is pretty nichey. It is. Yeah. It's, um, well, what's amazing to me is when I, when I stop and think, that this was made on a fifteen thousand dollar budget, and I'm and I'm thinking, because I mean, despite the fact, he, I mean, he saved a butt like no wonder he shot at his home. He saved a buttload and on location, like alone. I don't know if you read it on there at all, but on IMDb it said that, excuse me, um, the he shot the entire film with a home digital camera. Yeah, so he saved it. So he probably had that, or he loaned it off Got someone it at Walmart. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who the hell knows? I mean, they they saved a buttload of money. Absolutely. What's amazing to me though is like, I'm curious if the post production included uh, some of the uh, the effects that we see in the film. Um, most notably, if you're looking at the the poster here, because I know. You have bad eyes, so I'm wondering if you saw it during the film. There's a couple times where once we're with them at night and we're watching the footage of the the blue, mm-hmm. on the door, you can see, you see a shadow yeah. moving. Yeah, I, I kind of caught glimpses of it. And I'm wondering if that was actually done when they filmed it. Like, did, like a, did Oren Pelly somehow manipulate light or was that a post-production effect? You know what I mean? It looked pretty convincing. Like it's like it's pretty easy to understand how they close the door. That's yeah. that's I mean that, a, a string wi- a wire. Uh, how they moved the sheets again, maybe Wing, like a fan, or they just had a like a they had some kind of oh. wire underneath it. Very magic tricky. Yeah, that I can understand. It, it it's more so the the shadow and then dragging her when she gets dragged. Yeah, I mean that's a guy in a one of those green morph outfits. Yeah, but the, babe, this is a fifteen thousand dollar budget oh, at oh, at, oh, at his right. home. Oh, you're right. They don't have that in the budget. I'm wondering how they accomplished that. Oh, <laughs> um, or 
if that is the case, that's amazing that you can do that on a $15,000 budget in your own house in, okay. in 2007. I'm only saying it because you can, whatever digitally you can do that, you just take them out. Yeah, may, may, maybe. That's how know. it's done. It's not like there's a green screen behind them. It's the guy in the green outfit. So then when they put it yeah, but, digitally, <sighs> they just take it. Like they literally cookie cutter it and take them out. I would have thought, like if I was Oren Pelly, the guy who, according to this, produced, wrote, directed, photographed and edited the whole movie. So he's a fucking Ed Wood right now, except <laughs> he's not making bad movies. When you're making it, you're not thinking like you have to make it before Paramount right. finds it, gives you extra money to make your movie somehow better, somewhat better. You have to make a complete movie. Yeah. There's no way he had a green guy in a suit Maybe pulling it was himself. Her. Maybe it was himself. But what I'm saying is he had a $15,000 budget. Yeah, I, you're, you're not accomplishing removing him with $15,000. It's yeah. not happening. I guess so. Okay. Okay. So they had some other kind of way to make that happen. And I'm very blown away by how, or maybe that was, maybe that wasn't in the original film. Maybe that was a post-production thing where they're maybe. like, all right, go back film. We got to up this a little bit. Maybe. Let's maybe. have her get dragged out. Maybe, maybe, maybe because the original ending, you don't, see her get dragged she's yeah, she, walking yeah, yeah it's very simple you and i could do it right now yeah right she's walking <laughs> so in the you know the production ending that's probably what they did yeah that's yeah. probably what they did yeah yeah paramount was probably like all right we love your movie we need to spice it up a bit we're gonna uh, we're gonna throw his body at the camera also let's have a scene of her getting dragged out Yeah, because if we're thinking about it okay if that her face morphing and whatnot was all done Digitally. Digitally. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. There's your yeah, answer. Maybe that. Yeah. Maybe that's the answer. Um, it's all done in the same scene. It's. Oh, what are I, you laughing about? I'm reading. <laughs> I love IMDb trivia. Hit me. Uh, Oren Pelly. Is that how you say his name? Oren Pelly. Yeah. Bought the Ouija board at his local Costco. <laughs> Ooh, that's cool. I wonder if he kept it or like, like where is that oh, Ouija board? It's definitely somewhere. It's somewhere. If anyone has it that's listening to this podcast, please get in touch with us. <laughs> um, something I find really interesting, and I just love this fact, like whenever I see it in any movie or like especially ones like this, like when it's found footage, but any movie, I love it because it shows your dedication to the craft. The actors weren't given scripts, but were given guidelines on how to behave and what to discuss in their stories. Yep, and their that, scenes, not stories. Yep, that's a good one. Yeah, that's very reminiscent of Blair Witch Project because they weren't given a script. They weren't. They they literally were just out in the woods camping, and then the directors uh, would leave them bottles or something where they would have the outline of the scene of what they wanted them to accomplish, and then they would let them just improvise. Yeah, I I so love that. I love ad libbing. Yeah, because that's so hard to do. It's hard to do. It's easy to to an extent to read a script. And, you know, spice it up how you want it. It's so hard to have an outline, produce conversation, and have it be interesting. Correct. Yeah. So you have a lot of faith in your actors. But it's also one of the smartest ways to do because, A, it saves you time in writing your script. Right. B, it actually gives you authentic conversation that no matter, I don't care if you're a Daniel Day-Lewis, sometimes you just can't get that. You know yeah. what I mean? From a, yeah. from a script. Yeah. Yeah. So... And that's what made this more believable too, but like more found more home movie ish. Yeah, let me ask you: Did you believe that they were a couple? Um, yeah, I did too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm absolutely. sure someone out there listening is like, "Nah, they weren't. Nah, nope, 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 they didn't sell me." No, absolutely. I thought from the moment, he, like she comes up in the car and she's like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, I believe it. It's like, up, oh, yep, they've absolutely. been together. Absolutely, um, they're an odd looking couple for sure. Yeah, it's like, how'd he get her? Right. <laughs> It, but but I guess he's like a tech guy, so he has money. I believe it. Um, one of my favorite lines in this whole movie uh, is when that demonologist, which we'll talk about that in a second, uh, when the demonologist comes over and he asks them about them, yeah. and he says, "Are you guys married? Like, what are you guys doing?" <laughs> and Mika goes, "We're engaged to be engaged." Yeah, <laughs> I love that. We're engaged to, to be, be engaged. to be engaged. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. I love it. I, like, I wonder if that was improvised or scripted. Oh, I, I hope it was improvised. You know, none of it was scripted. Hello? Uh, I would 
I don't believe some, like, I, I do believe Oren was like, I want you to say this. Well, maybe like on different takes, you know, I believe they weren't given scripts, but I believe like the lines they delivered were like brought up by themselves, but he might have not liked the way they were said. So he probably said, cut, say that again, but like this. Yeah. Okay. Like he liked some of the stuff that like the line you just said, he might have said that 10 times. Yeah. 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 I just, see what you're saying. just different ways. Yeah. Uh, also, did, uh, did you know Oren? He is Israeli. Uh, it, it sounded like a different name. Didn't. Also, do you have an image of what, like, not like no. on here? No, no, no in, oh. in your head. Yes. I kind Oren of... Pelly. When I say Oren Pelly, do you have an image? Yes. Okay. I want to know if it aligns with yours. Oh. <laughs> Hold on one second. Google. It's not on there. No, actually, you know what? Actually, this movie was shot in 2006. Oh, well, there you go. We're not using Google. We're using DuckDuckGo. Oh, Christ. <laughs> I don't want to be tracked. I'm tired of being tracked. <laughs> All right, Oren Pelly. All right, so you have him in your head? Yes. Here's what he actually looks like. Nope. Not it? Nope. All right, there's Oren Pelly. Nope. Not it. That's the director. I can see it. I mean, kind of. Like, yeah, this guy makes this guy made paranormal activity. Um. Yeah. So what else? What else you got? You're like, I see you're scrolling. I see you. I see you're scrolling. They hating, patrolling, and trying to catch me. Um, is there anything you didn't like about this movie? Just the ending. The ending. Oh, uh, the ending. And then I don't like the. Um, I don't like the. Not not the character. It's just who what his profession is. A demonologist. Yeah. That's Come right. on. Oh, fuck out of here. Demonologist? Fuck out of here. That's like saying I specialize in toilets and I'm a toiletologist. <laughs> what the... F- what? What? First of all, it's a plumber. Second of all, huh? Huh? A demonologist. Fuck off. Okay. All right. Um, Whatever you say. All the special effects were practically done in camera, enhanced by director Oren Pelly on his own PC. Oh, well, there you go. That's that's crazy then. That's crazy. So maybe he, yeah, so maybe that, like the like the the shadow was was done. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I do wonder, though, if the, like them sleeping at night, like some of that is actually just them sleeping. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, like I wonder if some of that is just them <laughs> genuinely sleeping. Yeah. I'd like to know that. I would love to meet these uh, people. And as far as I know, they do some conventions. They do some horror conventions i'd love mm-hmm. to meet katie and mika mm-hmm. more so katie because she kind of goes on with the franchise a little more right what um i see you waving because I, uh director oren pelly said that he was most fond of the original ending it didn't test well with audiences though and with guidance from the studio was given extra budget to shoot another one oh, f- fuck it fuck it i hate like i hate test audiences yeah. test audiences suck a dick because what didn't you like about that ending Oh, because it it's it's not happy. It's not it's not yeah, right. oh scary. Uh, it, it, it's genuinely horrifying because it didn't have the effects. But it's what I'm saying is though, is that I was right when I said that they were given the extra budget to do that ending. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. One of it's my crazy. favorite one of my favorite things is I I don't know what kind of uh, role he had in it overall, but Steven Spielberg was a part of this. Yeah. Um. I got. Uh, Steven Spielberg's, um, he was the one that convinced filmmakers to change the original ending. He was the one. Fuck you, Steven Spielberg. <laughs> I hate you. God damn it. And it said he had to stop watching the film halfway through on a home screener as he was genuinely spooked by the experience. By the experience. He oh. completed it in daylight hours the next day and loved Look, it. Steven, you're one of the greatest of all time. We, like No one is arguing that, but you're a fucking pussy because... <laughs> He, did you know he also, uh, when they were developing Jurassic Park, the ride in Universal Studios in Hollywood, right before the drop, he would he made them allow him to get off. What a bitch. <laughs> yep. So anytime he rode Jurassic Park, which I don't know how, how many times he's ridden that thing, but, but he, then, would, he got off the ride before the drop. It, but then would he get back on? No, he just walked away. Uh, what? You... Yep. Get out of here. I'm Fuck you, out of here. He's a pussy. He's a pussy. And he's made some of the like greatest, like, like he made Saving Private Ryan, which is like 
That's Get what? out. That's like bloody and shit, and you're you're afraid of a seventy foot drop or something. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's actually hilarious. I don't know, Steven Spielberg, man. Um, uh, but I mean, damn, what a like what a fucking boost of like dick size, like yo, or, like like if I'm Oren Pelly, yeah, yo, Steven Spielberg likes my movie. Oh right, yeah, God Christ, and being endorsed by Steven Spielberg, come on. Um. I think one of my favorite things about this movie and why I can appreciate it so much is that, granted, it's all because of their budget or lack thereof that it probably didn't happen, but it's the fact that you don't see anything. Yeah. I love that you don't see anything. Well, one could argue that the shadow doesn't even make sense. Yeah. You know, like if we're following our traditional Dodoy kind of thing and we're doing our that doesn't make sense segment, oh. that doesn't make sense to me. The fact that we even see a shadow. Yeah, because shadows only happen when light <laughs> hits an object. That's what I'm saying. It's like, why are we seeing a shadow? Like, and something else that, that I don't think necessarily makes too much sense is the footprints. Right. Yeah, I didn't get that one either. Like, I understand what it's supposed to, you know, suggest like, oh, cool. We see it approaching. Yeah. We've already known it's been approaching. Yeah. I, when he was doing that, I was very much on Katie's side where it's like, you're just making a fucking mess, dude. Yeah. I mean, you're making a fucking mess. And the fact that the, like a footprint even appears yeah. Yeah, kind I, of is like, huh? I, I'm more so saying like, you're making more of a mess than you are actually proving a point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So maybe those like those tiny things are just like, eh, I don't know. They kind of take it down a notch. But what I'm saying, yes. But what I'm saying is that like, it's not like, you know, like the Conjuring franchise. I'm going to knock it again. Like I'm saying that's a franchise. So like uh, the Curse of La Llorona and like Annabelle, like shit like that. Um, you see like the demon or you see when somebody's possessed and like it's like super CGI or with like plus makeup. And it's just like, ooh, scary. But it's the beauty of like ignorance is bliss. Oh yeah, less, less is, is more. more. Yes, absolutely. I think you'll like this. Uh, they there was also a Japanese language sequel made called Tokyo Night. What? Did the, I need to know if that did any good? <laughs> oh, give me a second. Yeah. <laughs> Tokyo Night. It's called Paranormal Activity Two: Tokyo Night. <laughs> what, what the? What the fuck? Yeah, it's like, huh? Why is this a thing? Uh, I guess like got a 5.1 on IMDb, but 85% of users liked it, according to Google users. Yeah. It says the film is based on the film Paranormal Activity by Oren Pelly and documents events that follow from the original film. What? What is Katie in Japan all of a sudden? She yeah, took a flight. Yeah, wait, she, wait, wait, wait. She took a red eye over to. Wait, 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 wait. Uh. That, that's so weird. Yeah. Well, what's what, so what's weird is it's a Japanese sequel, but we made an American sequel. <laughs> yeah, that's so weird. Called Paranormal Activity too, which uh, really quickly we'll just touch on it. Uh, at some point, we got to watch it. It's actually a really good sequel. Yeah. It's a really good sequel. It's uh, it it, it says it's uh, it, it's a prequel, and it's a sequel. What? Yeah. So. Yeah, okay. Does it have Mika in it at all, considering it's a prequel? Mika's in it, yeah, because it begins two months before the f the original, and it follows up the original as well. All right. Yeah, two's really good, and three is actually good because it's a prequel to all of them. So it's it's Katie and her sister, Christy, when they're young. Oh, all right. Living with her grandmother. Oh, okay. I guess that makes sense. Yep. Yeah. And oh, then that's right. when I would say stop. Stop watching. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, four is... That's kind um, of the case with a lot of movies. It's hard for them to pass the trilogy test. Yeah. Uh Oren Pelly doesn't direct any more of them. He just stays on as like a producer. After three? After one. Oh. Oh. That's the only one he's made. Oh. Um Has he, he done anything else? He's only made another one other movie that I'm aware of. It's called Area Fifty One. It's uh, also a it's also a uh found footage kind of thing right here. Yeah. And wait, from the... From the director of Paranormal Activity and the producer of The Purge, Jason Blum. Oh, interesting. Yep. Interesting. Let's see what that guy... Um, but yeah, I mean, he's mostly a producer. That's really where he specializes. Because, I mean, if you look at his credits, he's on all the Paranormal Activities. Ooh. He's uh, he's on... Yeah, he, he's on Insidious. He's a producer on Insidious. Mm -hmm. He's a producer on... 
That's it. Insidious and Paranormal Activity. That's all. That's really all he's done. He produced and he wrote a creepy found footage oh. movie called Chernobyl Diaries. Oh, I want to see that. With I want to see that with everyone's favorite actor Jesse McCartney. Uh, weird. But... <laughs> no, I want to see that. Is, that movie is scary. Uh, and Boyd, Boyd would actually attest to it as well. Him and I saw this in theaters. Can we watch that after this? <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, well, we gotta um, we gotta record. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, Area Fifty One, by the way, the movie uh, got a fourteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, with a fifteen percent of rotten audience and no critic consensus. Yeah. what did Chernobyl get? It uh, that's also technically rotten, but I actually really enjoyed it. So did Boyd. Chernobyl. Chernobyl. Yeah, I know that. Uh, I'm, I'm typing with my left hand. Because the whole premise of Chernobyl itself is is frightening to me. Oh, absolutely. You know, nuclear fallout and shit. Yeah. <sighs> uh, see Fallout the video game. Nineteen percent on 19%. Rotten, but that's uh, critics. Twenty-eight 19%. from what's the consensus? Uh, despite an interesting premise and spooky atmospherics, Chernobyl Diaries is mostly short of suspense and originality. Suspense? No, I think it has a lot of suspense. Originality? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's found footage. So. It's, yeah, but that's really what Oren Pelly has. Uh, that's what he's doing. Interesting. Yeah, he's staying busy and he's profiting like a motherfucker. Oh, definitely. Um, Does so, he get uh, not to cut you off, but but to cut you off? <laughs> yeah. Um, when it comes to like parodies, do the does like Oren Pelly profit off of that? Why? Because you're talking about a haunted house with Marlon Wayans. Uh huh. Probably. Yeah. They probably have to give him some because kind of because it's their it's his. That's what they are likeness. parodying. Yeah, that's what they're parodying. I would imagine. Uh, let's get him on the line. <laughs> oh wait, right. we can't. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Just something about paranormal activity. It's it for me. It's it's always going to be one of the greatest. It's it's so simple, but it's in its simplicity that it finds true greatness, in my opinion. It's, oh, absolutely. It's so like, ah, oh, damn. Why didn't I think of that? You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. damn. Why didn't I think to do that? Yeah. You know. No, I really enjoyed it. And more so, the Blair Witch Project. It's like, yes. damn. Why didn't I think to do that? Just put three people in the woods. <laughs> and tell them, you and, know, and, whatever. And every once in a while, rustle the tent. <laughs> why, why did I think about that? Yeah. Oh, wait. I was like eight. <laughs> That's me when... You weren't even born when the Blair Witch was made. Uh, oh, shut up. Uh, my mother just probably graduated high school. 99. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, wait. Hold on. I can't do math. Were they making the Blair Witch Project when... Oh, no, she was... Columbine happened. <laughs> Oh. oh, no, wait, my mother graduated in 98. Well, gallows humor, calm down, people. My mother um, graduated in 98. Oh, okay. Uh, but, you know, it's it's a shame that it's, like, the unfortunate thing with franchises is, unfortunately, it almost taints the, the original, right? Because it's like, can you imagine if it was just Paranormal Activity and that was But it, it. can never be. Unfortunately, it can never be. But, it, I mean, sometimes it should be because, like... I know. know what I mean? I'm, like, I'm not saying you're wrong. Not every movie that's ever made gets a sequel. So it's like, why? Well, I mean, I know why it made a sequel. It got a sequel because of how profitable it was. Yeah, shit. But it's like, I just sometimes wish that they just left it and just, yeah. holy shit. Yeah. No, it, it definitely should be. But I can understand why it's not, unfortunately, because, you know, money's a thing and people like money. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, I mean, this movie was really the the jumping off point for Jason Blum as well. This was almost really one of his first movies that he produced, and really kind of gave him the success to to create Blumhouse. So we yeah. owe we owe Paranormal Activity. If you like Blumhouse and some yeah. of the stuff I do like, yeah, it's hit or miss. Very hit or miss. That's really uh, you can give a lot of thanks to Oren Pelly and Paranormal Activity, Katie Featherston and Mika Sloat. Did they ever do anything else, but like besides paranormal activity? No, that's really it. Yeah, so they just go to conventions every once in a while, and that's it. Yeah, it would be scary. Like it would definitely, definitely leave more of a lasting impact if they kept it just at paranormal normal activity. Uno, because when you have no names like that, it's kind of like the cannibal holocaust thing, which is also found footage. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, all right, you kill off your no-name actors, and then it leaves the uh, question lingering, are they really dead? Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's, I feel like that would have lasted, like had a better impact on its audience. Yep. Like definitely way scarier. Yeah. Now, uh, to just kind of create some interesting talk here, not that what we're not, not that what we're talking about isn't interesting, but, uh, to kind of make a little segment here out of it, like out of all the, the nights, because that's what the movie is kind of broken into night five, night seven. Doesn't like, go to 30. I don't know. It goes to like 21 or something like that. Um, what is your scariest night? Oh, I can't remember. You can't remember? Not individually. For me, it's always been the the one where they're up because they hear just like a like a noise downstairs, mm-hmm. right? They're just up, and then they're just like, listen, 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 and it's like quiet like that, and then all of a sudden it's, and yeah. it hits the 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 demon hits the wall behind them. Yeah. I- and she jumps and she starts crying, and and Mika's like, "Fuck!" Yeah, fish. Yeah. And then they go downstairs and the the chandelier is yeah. moving. Yeah. That always it, freaked me the fuck out. Was that is that the same part where they're like on the staircase and they're looking around, and like they had the the first floor lights off and the hall the stairway lights the only thing on. They're like, "I'm not going down there. You go down there." I don't think so. I think that might be another time. Because I think that one freaked me out. Well, I know you got freaked out when uh, she goes downstairs, goes outside, he goes out, finds her, and then comes inside and like the TV turns on or something. Yeah. So oh, I hate static. <laughs> oh my God, I hate static. No, the, my three biggest fears in the world are in order from scariest. Uh, the dark, just pure darkness. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, okay. So we should do another podcast in the dark. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> like pure dark, like a dark room, like silence, darkness, bleh, um, lightning, thunder, thunderstorms, and then TV static. Oh, I thought you were going to say Bill Clinton. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Very good. Um <laughs> TV, like white noise, I guess I should say, like radio white noise, That's TV a, white noise. Oh, uh, we oh God, we gotta watch so many movies. That's a phenomenal movie with Michael Keaton, White Noise. <laughs> no, that's like, uh so nothing is scarier. I think, like, and I know it's overdone, but when it's just, you know, dark room, TV on, and it's just white noise. Yeah, and it it's is just scary. Like, but, like, <laughs> but thinking about Stop that, it. thinking about the, the the TV turning on, it's it's so funny because it's like, yes, it's a it's a horror film, right? So we have to do shit that's scary to create that in the audience. So I I get that, but it's funny if you take a step back, right, and you think about this realistically, quote unquote. Why, if you're a demon, why would you? A, even be here in the first place. Why are you fucking with people? Like, <laughs> I don't know, why are you doing that? Why are why are you being a sneaky little bastard and you're turning the... T- <laughs> like, if you stop and, like, say it a couple times, it's funny. <laughs> if you think about it, that and, and I guess that's why it works for a parody. It's like, why are... If, like, if you're a, a supernatural demon and, you're, and your biggest thing is you're going to... Turn on my TV. <laughs> You're going to... Like, do they feed off? Like, I, I guess that's what the thing is. They feed off of the fear, right? They yeah. feed off. Like, that's their that's their food, their nutrients. Yeah. I guess so. Like, they have to get people... Well, I mean, my dad has always said that. Like, when he dies, he hopes he can do shit like that. <laughs> like, in the afterlife, he hopes he can come back and, like, fuck with shit. Like, he hopes he can, like, knock cans over. And, <laughs> Very like uh, Ghost, the movie with Patrick Swayze. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, like, he I wants could to so do that. see your dad doing that. Well, if if they allow it, he'll do it. Hey. Why is it? Why does it have a pronoun? Uh, I don't know. Because I'm a dumb monkey human. That's monkey. why. So uh, yeah, I mean, is there anything else you want to touch on, or we can wrap this up? It was, it's just a boner. Just a boner. Just a little bone. Just a little boner. Oh, I, I mean, I I thoroughly what, enjoy. What would you rate it? One to ten. Um. Or do you like letters better? I like letters. Okay. What would you rate it I from can't count. A to F? 
I would give this movie probably. Or, or, I'm gonna be a little technical here. I'm gonna give it a either an A minus or a B plus, mm. purely because of the theatrical cut. If it had like that original ending, I'd probably bump it up to either for sure A minus or an A. Okay. Um, Not an A plus though. I would give it an A. Yeah, I would give it an A. The ending, unfortunately, sours it a little bit. And the fact that it got turned into a franchise yeah, that, with a real mixed bag yeah, um, taints it a little bit for me. Yeah. Uh, but the original is always going to be the original, and you don't have to ever watch anything else after that, even though I would like you to see the sequel. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, a B+, I'm definitely knocking it down to that B+, because of what you said, the franchise. But I'm also, there's some parts, like the, the Ouija board, like part when they're catching up, caught on fire. Eh, 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 eh. There's just a little scattered part, little elements like the footprints that kind of cheese it a little bit. Yeah. But the majority of it is solid. Is solid. That's still above average. A B plus is still above average. Yeah, for sure. And uh, it takes a lot for me to get genuinely unnerved. Yes. Right? Yes. And it just sucks you in and it's like, all right, well, here we go. We're going to unnerve you. Yeah. Um, but I do, uh, that, that, that trailer, I always find it funny, like how over the top people are in theaters when they're, oh wa- my God. they're like jump. Like I it's have, like I have watching never, Scream too. I ha- yeah, we just watched scream too. And that whole theater in the beginning is oh losing God, their they're shit. Rioting. They're, <laughs> <laughs> they're going bananas. Yeah, I don't, I don't know <laughs> what's going on in that movie. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, like the people in these like test audiences are like, they're, I I don't know about you. I've never watched a movie and literally jumped out of my seat. No. Yet, yet people in these trailers are, which makes me wonder. Like, yeah. did, like, did they tell you to? Maybe they like knew they were being filmed. So it's like, I have to be a little extra to make sure I get on camera. Yeah. Like this was the invention of extra right here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whenever I go to the movie, it's always like maybe 10 people max. One guy's on his phone, one guy's sleeping, and popcorn chewing. Yeah. Yep. And, I'm always, and I'm always checking my feet because I'm annoyed at how they stick to the floor. Yeah. I hate that. I think the only place where you actually get theaters like that is when you go see a Marvel movie. And I only know, I don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> and I only know just because of like stories. It's not like I do that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh but uh I love Paranormal Activity. You love Paranormal Activity. I'm happy you saw it. I'm happy we talked about it here. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed it. Uh, talking and... Well, not talking because... Well, I mean, maybe you were talking and then that's weird and maybe you should go see a psychiatrist because if you're talking during a go podcast... Go see a demonologist. Yeah, well, yeah. Go see a demonologist. If you're talking when a podcast is going on, A, that's rude, and B, we can't refer back to you. So... Or you can leave us a message and then we can. Yeah, I mean, if you want to talk to us, go to anchor.fm slash Podcast and... You click the message button and we will hear you for at least a minute. Yeah. Um, so that's that. That's Paranormal Activity. Now we got to go and we got to record our final episode of Dodoy with our special guest, Durant Cinema. We're recording this one first. So that's pretty darn cool. Um, I don't know how we should end this episode. Normally we end it with music from the movie, but this movie has no music. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. So uh, let's just end it uh, with a clip, I guess. Oh, we could end it. It w- I could sing happy birthday to Oren Pelley because it was his birthday three days ago. Oh, do that. And then we'll end it with, (laughs) (laughs) we'll end it with maybe, uh, let's see if I click this, what pops up. Ew. Uh, Ew, no. Just do like a clip or something. You say a clit? A clip. Oh, okay. God. A clip. Paranormal activity clip. Christ. (laughs) Clip six out of nine. Uh, let's go with, these are like all the other ones. What the fuck? Do the first one. God, Christ. The sheets move. Sure. Welcome to Watch Mojo. And welcome to Watch Mojo. Where you count down your top picks for the, (laughs) (laughs) for the. the All right, here, we'll end it with a interview that's only two minutes long of Mika and Katie talking. I think okay. that's appropriate. Okay, sure. But first, we got to what we got to wish Oren Pelly a happy birthday. happy birthday. When was his birthday? Uh, three days ago. Three days ago? All right. Well, Oren Pelly, this one's for you. Happy <laughs> birthday to, to you.
you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Orin Pellin. Happy birthday to you. That's a a full house reference. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what, Joey does it or something, I think? Probably. Yeah, as uh, Joe Starr. No, Joe Stone. Stone. (laughs) Joe Stone. (laughs) Whatever. All right, thanks, guys. And uh, we will be back with more episodes. But in the meantime, enjoy our pals, Katie and Mika. I'm Mika Sloat. And I'm Katie Featherston. Paranormal Activity. And you're watching Backstage.com. girlfriend Katie she thinks there's something in the house I don't know you believe me right I think we're gonna have a very interesting time capturing whatever paranormal phenomena is occurring or is not occurring I'll put it this way no SAG agent would have ever submitted (laughs) their (laughs) their uh, their talent for this role simply because it was like you know we we're not gonna provide a script there is no script you're gonna have to shoot like all hours of the night without sleeping without and not even knowing what's gonna happen to you next we could it was almost as if Be prepared for anything it was almost as if we yeah we were looking for actors who to just basically go into this haunted house and get tortured and filmed footsteps in but there's no footsteps out oh god oh my god for me it was uh it was fun scary i mean i, I you know we scared ourselves you know, because that was kind of where we needed to be, but it was just an exhilarating kind of fear. It wasn't like, oh man, I'm really in danger. It was just, it was just fun. Yeah, and it was fun for me too, because I, I get to provide the comic relief a lot of the time and really insert um, kind of my, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Your witty humor and banter. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, that. And uh, it was just a blast to be able to just improvise and just throw out lines and, um, and Orin would ring me in and be like, remember, this is a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> As it kind of went on, we had a better sense of, of, of what Orin wanted and, and, you know, we would work on each scene and then we, you know, we knew the structure after, after a while. We knew what needed to happen and we were all kind of in there, kind of digging in, trying to figure out what was going to work best. And then the endings, you know, some of the different ones we filmed at different times and so it was, there was more to it than just, you know, I think we knew, every time we did a scene, I think we knew what the end result was going to look like or what we wanted it to look like. Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously, once you see the final results, it's always like a little bit of a surprise. But sometimes it was a little hard to see how pieces would fit together. Mm-hmm. And we'd shoot entire arcs, and we'd realize that there was a, maybe a, like a logic hole or something that could be stronger, and we'd have to change that on the fly and move with it. Mm-hmm. It was a really organic process of, of creating uh, film. If it's not a ghost, what is it? 